Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you head over there to set up a new account and get yourself a bunch of amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. We talked about Nashville yesterday as uh, the hot team on the block to talk about taking all of their pieces and enjoying it. Going to talk about some other teams the rest of the day. Honestly, the rest of the league in general and how things are shaping up as far as corpse picking. Is that a is that a fair way to put it? Corpse picking other hockey teams of, of their decent pieces as they fall out of contention? Sure. It seems kind of like a weird way to put it. Abs are great dropping I mean, on this show. That's what we're... <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, so I guess it's appropriate. I, gu- I guess it I guess it works. I understand what you're saying. Picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. All right. So maybe kind of. Sort of works. Uh, teams, the Avs will not be picking up any pieces from, uh, obviously, the Canadian division. I, anything could happen, but given that any player coming back to a Canadian team would have to be quarantined for 14 days would be a tough sell, right? Unless it's a deal where it's purely futures going to the Canadian team. Yeah. Like I could, I could see there being, uh, you know, like, like last year's Colorado, Ottawa deal and the Mestikov for a fourth. You yeah, know, something like yeah. that could happen. But even Nemesnikov would have to would have to quarantine for a week. Yep, coming to the Avs, so it's just tough to to find yeah. trades in that direction, especially given what's the actual trade deadline date this year? I believe it's April twelfth. So you're already talking about that's less than a month of games that you'd get out of a guy. Add a seven day quarantine to that. And all of a sudden, you're left with uh, like the, the player's going to play like six regular season games for you at that point, or something ridiculous. Are you like trying to bite into a Capri Sun or something? Yeah, there's no straw. <laughs> you don't. You didn't get a straw with. Yeah, it? my Capri Sun doesn't come with a. Didn't have a straw. So I'm is, trying to figure out how to open it. Is that how the Ottawa Senators felt after Joe Sackick fleeced them? Is that what it's like? You got a Capri Sun without a straw, and you paid for that. <laughs> yeah, if they if they like won it on eBay and paid like fifty bucks for it, <laughs> overpaid significantly. Yeah. Maybe they the were, most expensive Capri Sun ever. You were convinced it was a limited edition Capri Sun flavored just for you, and it uh, it was not that at all. <laughs> uh, so Canadian Division, we're not going to touch on it too much. Uh, the only team that was really out of it anyway was Ottawa, and I guess Stepan is, is a guy they could look to move, but the rest of their lineup <laughs> is pretty young and just not super interesting I guess when it comes to being trade targets for the most part yeah like you could see like an Austin Watson right yeah <clears throat> and there's no reason to go there yep unless you want that guy for another two years after this one on your on your roster and yeah I'm just there's no reason to go there 
the whole every defense in that division is is ugly. So yeah, all those teams are looking for defense. Yeah, not moving on from anybody they have. Exactly. So from that front, Canadian division doesn't make a ton of sense. The Western division. I don't know why we would trade for Alex Galchenyuk either. Just to get him to all 31 teams in the league yeah, by the end of the season? <laughs> if we're trying to continue like the Galchenyuk roadshow, maybe, but no. According to his last trade, he should be pretty cheap, but essentially two minor leaguers. Yeah. David Warsawski. Yep. Old friend David Warsawski. And then a KHL or Korshkov, was it? I forget. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, other than that, you have the Western Division, which at some point there may become trade targets for the Avs inside the division. But as of right now, there are no extreme bottom feeders. We'll put it that way uh, in the Western Division. I think Minnesota's in last place and they're one game under 500. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's. While it's certainly coming and you expect some teams to fall off pretty quickly here over the next mm-hmm. month or two, right now there are there are no teams that are truly out of it. So Yeah. Well given you know, you're not chasing first place, right? Like Anaheim, Arizona, LA, San Jose, Minnesota, those teams aren't chasing first place, they're chasing fourth. Yeah, for sure. And the gap right now between playoffs and last place is just four points. If you look in the 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 East Division, it's seven points. If you look in the Central, it's ten points. Although there are some games played disparities, so that ten points should actually go up. And then if you look in the North, again, it's ten points. So the West right now, it's just a big ball of meh. Yeah. The meh is still within striking distance of a playoff spot with... Yeah, it's it's San Jose and LA that are each a game below 500, and Minnesota right at 500. So, a lot of teams flirting with that Minnesota zone right now. In in the the West, obviously, you can't imagine Vegas and Colorado and St. Louis wanting to trade anything to each other, uh, given they're in direct competition. So, yeah, well, and like, what would what would each of them be after? Yeah, from each other that they would now like a team would actually reasonably be willing to give up because, yeah, that'd be a tough one for sure. <laughs> Brecked in with the major positivity vibes for the day. Somebody's got to do it out here. All right. Yeah, you and I are both low energy today. Yeah, it was after yesterday. It's been a weird couple days. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then tomorrow we'll be way too hyped, and then by Saturday we'll be bored, so it'll be like... Yeah, that the post-game will be a, a ride yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, those are some of the teams that the Avs won't be trading with, and, and most of the league probably won't be doing a ton of trading with, um, at least until someone falls off a cliff in the West. I do think that North Division is going to be really interesting, because what do you do? Yeah. Right. Like, how do you get better if you want to make a move, if you're really trying to sneak in for fourth or whatever? Like, how do you do it? You know, like, you are, gotta, they, are they only going to trade with each other? Yeah. I mean, you have to consider that. And maybe 
Do you end up in a scenario where the trade deadline this year ends up being super dead because all the Canadian teams did their business business a month early? Or they don't do any business at all and they're just like we'll We're take our chances. That, yeah. That's I mean, if you're Toronto right now, you have an offense that can rip through right. a division you're, that has no defense. You're begging anyone to, to give you defensemen if you're Toronto. <laughs> like, yeah, like if you're if you're Toronto, your your deadline needs to be a month from now. It needs to be a month early. Yeah, agreed. It's it, the situation is 100 percent strange for a team like Toronto, the one team does feel like it has some movement it has a more well-rounded roster in the in the north division is montreal yeah. and so maybe they're a team that just tries to stay in pat and, and feels comfortable with itself but yeah i mean that's a team that montreal should just continue humming along doing what they're doing given that so many of their key players are going to be young guys that should just keep getting better you know, you look at the Suzuki's and the Kokiniemi's. They should be able to just keep humming. Just keep riding that for sure. Um, yeah, and they're not trading Phil Deneau. Jesus, they're not trading him. <laughs> uh, I saw someone. All right. Do a, let's do a little lesson here. No, they're not going to trade Sam Gerrard. It makes no sense to move him. I don't. I didn't see anything about that. Oh, there it is. Yeah, no, definitely just go look at Sam Gerard's contract and and you can understand exactly why they would never move him. Yeah. No. Uh, Sam Bennett, I saw someone ask about in chat as well. We did a whole show about him basically. The entire Sam Bennett pod. <laughs> so if you are interested in that idea, go take a look at that. Um also it's Avs without an E just for just for future reference. Looking out for you. Don't don't use the E. People will get mad at you. Uh, pieces the Avs should trade out. This sucks. I was so excited about this Capri Sun. And you just still can't. Is there like another one from the box? Or it's kind of it's kind of open, and I was able to like get and a little like bit out of it. Now it's just, it. it is all over my desk. Man. Oh my god! So, <laughs> the Capri Sun has won. All right. Well, it's a struggle of a Thursday at this point, for sure. <laughs> that that should have been our title of our show: Struggle Thursday. <laughs> struggle Thursday. Yes, it is Capri sadness. Well, if you want to try and have some a bit less Capri sadness, you can head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook and bet yourself some money. I'm not sure. AJ trying to open a Capri Sun quite qualifies as a sport, but anything closer to a sport than that, you can pretty much bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. When you head over there, use code DNVR to sign up for a new account. You get the opportunity to turn $1 into $100. You want to bet on a college basketball game this weekend? Any basketball game, they hit 1-3 in the game. You turn $1 into 100 bucks. So... That's like when uh, the Super Bowl bet or the big game bet yeah, is like one touchdown. If to... they score a touchdown, you win a hundred dollars. So DraftKings is just giving you money here. Let's 
Let's yeah. be real. They're just giving you essentially a hundred dollars to play with. Look, I don't own scissors, guys. <laughs> you guys think I'm an adult, but I am definitely only kind of there. <laughs> if you want to be more of an adult, go win a hundred dollars at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. They've paid out over seven billion dollars to their customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Again, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that DNVR promo code for your chance to turn one dollar into a hundred dollars. And you can bet on a bunch of other stuff too. Basketball, not for you. You know you can bet on hockey. Miko Rant and over on the shots is literally free money. Take it while you can get it. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. They now want AJ to murder a Capri Sun pouch at this point is what i'm seeing in the uh i i took drew's uh i took drew's advice i just poured it into a cup there you go that's actually a reasonably intelligent idea out of out of these options it worked i wish i had done that before half of it ended up on my desk (laughs) so it's fine aj do you want to there's two teams I, i think we should pick the corpses of today and that is the obvious bottom feeder of the league in Detroit and the team that just can't seem to figure it out, no matter who they go out and acquire any given year in Buffalo. The Buffalo thing I think is weird, man. Like Detroit, Detroit is what it is, right? Like uh, they're, they, they're in a rebuilding phase. It's just part of that cycle for them. For yeah. Sure. They suck. And uh, also, Where's where's Paul Howland? Because Luke Glenn Denning doesn't make six hundred and yeah. I saw that. I brought up Detroit's thing. And I was like, he's making one point eight million. What yeah. is this? <laughs> I should have known something was up when I when he said six hundred and fifty k, and that's under league minimum. Yeah, which seven, didn't, didn't occur to me at the time. Did seven hundreds minimum these days? Yeah. Yeah, and so Luke Glenn Denning making one point eight million. Hell to the no. Yeah, that's a not even close, my dude. So, looking at the rest of their roster, it's it's the same reaction. Uh, none of these things. None of these guys are, are of any interest. And, you know, Bobby Ryan at a million dollars? Like, what's Bobby Ryan going to do? On the Avs' third line. Yeah, like, where, where does Bobby Ryan fit? Yep. It's definitely a question for most of these guys. I mean... <laughs> the uh, the funny conversation here is the guy the Avs might be looking for out of Detroit is Vlad Nemesnikov. Like I joked about it on last week's show, but the only thing, the only thing that's stopping you is the two year deal. Yep, that second year because you're just not interested in you know. And again, it's another wing. Yeah. That's the great. idea, the idea is to get a center so that JT Comfort could move to wing. If you're keeping Comfort, yeah, it, yeah, it, you definitely have a lot of weird conversations with Nemestikov. You you have whole expansion draft situation at that point at the end of the year yeah. as well. It's, the second year is the same reason why I'm I'm a no on Thomas Grice. Yep, Nemestikov a little bit more money appropriate, possibly. 
but it's still a second year and it's still yeah. a lot of problems. Oh, and that's in Grice's 3.6 million. Like, hey, if they retain half of that and Grice costs you 1.8 million and they take Franco's in return, fine. I have no issues with that. That would be totally fine with me, but they would have to retain that money. Yep. Which. Because you're not has... paying $3.6 million for a backup when. You're about to. It sure looks like you're going to have to pay Phil Grubauer a pretty penny come the off season. You only have twenty four million dollars in cap space, and so McCarr, Landeskog, and Grubauer is already going to chew up all of that. Lest I forget to mention, as of this moment, it is projected that seventeen teams will require LTIR to be cap compliant this season. So teams ain't out here retaining salary on anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the this is one of the one. Detroit's one of the only ones that could. They could. They absolutely could. But we have we have seen the market set when it comes to dumping money and yeah. the the price for the team trying to shed money is bad it's a it is not a seller's market when it comes to dumping cap yeah so the other the other consideration that you have to make here is that um the way the ltir works with bonuses yep um if the abs can get out from under ltir this year they can still put the bonuses that could be earned by that are probably going to be earned by Kale McCarr are getting them bonuses. Um, They can still apply those to this year's cap. And so if, if they end up, you know, if they end up going out and getting a guy that is expensive, they don't move enough money out and they're reliant on LTIR and they're on LTIR at the end of the year, they can't apply those bonuses to the end of this year's cap. They have to then carve it out of next year's cap. You absolutely don't want to do that. It's not like the biggest deal in the world, but it's definitely something that you consider when making, you know, when talking about all this. Uh, Let's do a quick little thought experiment here. There's nothing that actually interests me on Detroit's defense, but. No, there's nothing on Detroit's roster that gen- that genuinely interests me. Nemesnikov is was a fine fit, but it's just more of the same. Without talking about the conversation of trade value, just player versus player, off the top of your head, who do you take? Ryan Graves or Patrick Nemeth? Ryan Graves. I agree. They both make roughly the same amount of money. <sighs> Patrick Nemeth has one year left on his deal at $3 million. That would probably be the only interest, is you yep. get out. You get the, the one year immediately. Yep. But everybody knows what Patrick Nemeth is in Colorado. Well, no need. Yeah, exactly. The Avs defense is just fine. Patrick Nemeth arguably doesn't even improve it. So, although EJ may be out long term, maybe you look at a defensive guy. But Graves already does that role. So yeah, it's it would be unnecessary certainly. So. All this to say, if you're trying to pick Detroit's corpse, you need to have a serious talk about whether you're a contender or not in the first place. 
Yeah. I mean, if Bobby Ryan's making a big difference for you, then. Yep. Your roster might just not be that good. Yeah. So. You have a really big hole. Like, Bobby Ryan, Bobby Ryan, I tell you, that guy makes sense for, like, Edmonton. (laughs) If you don't have a bottom six at all. Yeah. Go out and get Bobby Ryan. Um, so not a ton to look at there, but you go over to the one of the few other teams that is very clearly out of the race here in Buffalo, which that's a whole conversation out of itself. That Buffalo is bottom five in the league with a top line of Taylor Hall, Jack Eichel, and Sam Reinhart. Yeah. Now there are some games played here, so that. You know, like the Rangers have They're been not worse. Truly, truly out of it. They're just regular old out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's and and it like it doesn't help that like their division, as we thought, their division is good. Yep. There's a lot of good teams in that division. Where we're even looking at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's really like Pittsburgh's actually the sixth place team in that division. Yep. Um, just because New Jersey's only played ten games. But so you're like, and and like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's like not bad. They're just not very good for once. Yeah. And with Buffalo, though, I just don't know. I mean, you had Jeff Skinner and Taylor Hall over the last couple of years. Eric Stahl, like the Eric Stahl for Marcus Johansson trade. We all were like, oh, it's a slam dunk for Buffalo. It makes more sense for Buffalo. And Eric Stahl's been fine. He hasn't been great, but he's been fine. It, and you just have to wonder what the hell is going it, on right in Buffalo. Why is it always bad? You have four rock solid top six guys in Eichel, Skinner, Hollow, and Reinhardt. You have Kyle Acaposo, who you know hasn't been what he used to be, but is still a serviceable NHL. Or you add a guy like Eric Stahl. You have younger talent like a Victor Olafson, and you hope to get anything out of a Casey Middlestat, they're putting together certainly what you would think of as a decent forward core here. Yeah, well, and when you look at their defense, it's the same thing. You're like, on paper, this is a decent decent team. Are they a playoff team? I don't know, but they should be competitive, you would think. And there have been far too many games this year where they're not competitive. Yeah, I mean, I just, I watched their last series, their last two games against the Islanders, and dude, they're, they're not even weren't even in those games. Yep. So is it a little bit, is it something about teams that wear uh, that ugly shade of yellow Buffalo and Nashville, something just rotten about it. Yeah, Maybe should have gone back to their old uh, red Buffalo logo. The dominator logo, as I call it, because that's what I remember of Hasek's time there. But I just, I'm confused by them, man. Yeah, same. I I, it, I don't understand. Like, Victor Olofsson looks like a revelation, right? He was he had a really, really good rookie year last year. In a normal year, would have been a true Calder contender. Yep. But, you know, ended up with the great rookie D class of all time. And then is off to a really good start this year. Like, the, in... Sam Reinhardt, like Sam Reinhardt's a really good young player. Rock solid. 
should absolutely be a guy that you're building around. 25-year-old player that produces consistently in his career. Yeah, you have and you have a serviceable top 6D, I guess if you want to call it that. Your your D core is serviceable at worst. You have Darlene as a first overall pick who's been great for you. Rasmus Ristolainen has his problems, but he still provides a, a solid piece on their back end. They add Colin Miller. The, a Colin Miller that like Boston and Vegas were like the three four, yeah. Two two good teams that wanted to find a way to keep but had to move for money reasons. Yep. And somehow, you know. <laughs> now we did an entire pod on Nashville yesterday. So if you're here for Nashville, go listen to yesterday's pod. Yesterday's pod <laughs> is where you should go after this one's done. Yep. So again, it doesn't make sense that Buffalo is as bad as they are. And when you get a team where it doesn't make sense, they have good pieces and they've been this bad for multiple years running. The question starts to add up of what do they do? What do they have to move some of these pieces out? How do they, make this work should they blow it up yada 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 even even last year we were talking about buffalo as you know man sam reinhardt sure doesn't seem happy to be there yeah well it's sam Sam reinhardt's an rfa at the end of this year like they're they're going through that dance with him again and that conversation will once again be had yep so so you know he continues to be an interesting guy i think the price is too expensive He's he's kind of in the Philip Forsberg conversation that we had with the the Preds yesterday. You'd love to find a way to to get him to Colorado, right? Like, of course, you'd love you'd love to make that happen, knowing that knowing that Brandon Saad is most likely walking at the end of the year. But it's just realistically, you're just not you're probably not going to be able to afford that. Yeah, I. You, the Evs have made their bed in that regard too. Um, you know, they they decided to target Brandon Saad in a trade this offseason. They just started to extend Burakovsky for two years. Um, you never say never because if an opportunity for a reasonable trade to improve the top six presents itself, you have to inquire about it. Just the exact same way the Avs inquired about PLD when talks were out about him. But inquiring is the front office doing their due diligence. Actually pulling the trigger on a trade is a whole different animal. Yeah. So uh, there's a bit of a gulf between those two things. As we talked about yesterday, as I'm sure we'll continue to talk about for the next two months, the Avs' biggest hole right now, when healthy, is center depth. Well, I think this is where you have the Eric Stahl conversation, right? All right. Let's have it. I'm I'm not a believer, but... Expiring contract, 3.25 million, 36 years old. The area is where he helps you. He drives play. He still, to this day, drives play. Not, Not a lot, but he's decent. And he's good defensively. He's reliable. He's plug and play. He's your 3C, so you're not expecting – he doesn't need to drop in there and be amazing for you. 
He has big game experience. He's got the veteraniness and the leadership and all that stuff that you love, the intangibles that you love. He's good in the faceoff circle. Great. Check, 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 check. All these things are fine, right? Sure. I'd... What's the downside then? Like, legitimately asking, because I know you're vehemently against this idea. What What's the downside of Eric Stoll? Like, he's not a. He, you're you're not asking him to be big time producer, and he's you don't have to worry. You have no expectations of like, hey, he's. You're not asking him to be the guy of three years ago or even two years ago in Minnesota where he scored 20, 20 goals or whatever. You don't need any of that. You just need him to be the guy he's been for Buffalo this year. He's okay. What's the downside? My downside with Eric Stahl is, to me, he screams the trade deadline acquisition trap of a guy who gets to play on a weak team, gets to play up in the lineup, that raises his production enough to be interesting to teams. A team like the Avs goes and gets him, drops him in on their third line where he's not playing that big of minutes. He's not going to get a bunch of opportunity on things like special teams. And you're going to watch the points just disappear. You're going to watch this guy be not nearly as effective as you were expecting him to be. I it's it's great that his underlying numbers are still solid, but I think you have to take role okay. significantly more into account. Given the Avs, if you're going to drop in Eric Stahl and play him next to Val Nichushkin on a regular basis, like Eric Stahl's not going to fix Nichushkin's problems when it comes to having stone hands or something like that. It's not, he doesn't have to fix Val Nichushkin's problems. He has to fix JT Confer's problems. I hear you. And I think there's a very good argument unless the JT Confer over the last 13 games, I think there's a very good argument that Eric Stahl would be more impactful then. But I don't know that that more impactful is a significant amount more than JT Confer is on the Avs third line right now. I think that's a guy you could see totally disappear on an Avs third line. I'm just I'm not a believer in that production in a limited third line role for the Avs. I mean, right now they don't have any production from that from I, that. I hear you. And I say I'm saying Eric Stahl may be an improvement on JT Confer, but I believe That's there are better options for cheaper out there. Then okay, well what are they then? Cal Yarncroke. <laughs> So a guy that's not playing center, you're going to ask him to go and play center. He's played center in the past. Yeah, in the past. I'd, Boy. I don't know how that's significantly different from asking a 36-year-old dude to go play on a third line and, and figure it out for you. What do you mean figure it out? The guy's, the guy's done everything in his career. He's played top like, six almost his like entire Eric Stahl, career. Eric Stahl was a borderline Hall of Fame player. He was. Now he's 36 and can barely score Buffalo's top. But I'm I'm saying, like, this is a guy that... This is a guy that has done everything in his career. You're not worrying about him figuring it out. I am. I'm legitimately... He would drop into your lineup and immediately be better than what we've seen from JT Conrad. And 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 I have agreed with that. I just don't know that it's significantly better. I think it's quite a bit better. I... 
I think it would be quite a bit better than what we've seen. Like, JT Culver's been so bad, dude. He's been so bad. Even if I think Eric Stahl would probably be an improvement over the JT Comfort that we've seen the last two years. Boy, I don't know if I believe that. I, I, JT Comfort next to Donskoy and Nichushkin, or um, Eric Stahl next to Donskoy and Nichushkin. I don't know what happens to Comfort. Maybe Comfort goes back to where he was drafted in Buffalo, and that's the deal. I don't know, but yeah, I'm like Stahl next to those dudes. I just, it's a, it's, it's, it's a one-year thing. Like as soon as you get into the off season, you're stuck. Like you're, you have to fix this problem again. Cause Eric Stahl's probably not coming I mean, back. Is it? I, I don't think it's that hard to fix. Right. I, Alex Newhook we, be coming. We don't, we don't need to get into the prospect, whatever conversation, because God knows what's going to happen. Sure. There's a, the, the, this answer is already in their system. I just don't want to get into it. So, especially after last night, watching yeah, Powers chew up an ECHL game that they called an AHL game. That, anyway, um, I love Shane Bowers, but if he's scoring one timers on you, he shouldn't be in that league, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was so frustrated with the guy that hit me up on Twitter today and was like. It's ridiculous to say he has nothing left to prove. And I'm like, dude, just watch him in the AHL and you'll see what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That guy sure. that guy is carrying all of the loads for the Eagles. He is the Eagles right now. Uh, anyway, it's Not anybody that saw that game, anybody that saw last night or has watched any of the first three Eagles games knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Shane, Shane Bowers is straight bored right now. So I'm um, anyway, moving on. Um Eric Stahl, like Eric Stahl is when we talk about Buffalo, Eric Stahl, I think, is the only guy that makes any true sense for the ads. It's a it's a good fit for the role. The guy can do the guy can do a little bit of everything for you. Um chip in all, all over the place. He you know what I you know what I really like about it is that he can win a face off on your second unit so that they don't Lose the face off and watch that thing get cleared all the way down the ice. <laughs> all right, now and we're then they can't get back in the zone offs. because they're now, using JT Conference. Now AJ Hayley is paying for face offs. This is where this argument has gone. Uh, before we take our second period break, I do want to have a conversation there because even though I don't like the idea of stall, I agree with you. It's one of the ones that actually would make sense for the Avs if they're interested in him. So, what is a realistic ish price? Obviously, we're speculating there. But is it is it just JT Confer coming back? That's where that's probably where I would start, honestly. Okay, because I'm because you're thinking okay we're gonna lose uh, we're gonna lose somebody in in expansion. A Confer deal opens up one of those spots where you don't care anymore. You know, the, there's no longer an do you protect him? Do you not protect him? Whatever. Are you trying to lose them because of the contract? Whatever. Hmm. That's probably where I would start. Honestly, like offer him call for comfort for stall straight up. The money is pretty much a wash. The Buffalo can afford the next two years at three and a half and they get a guy they drafted anyway. Although that was like four regimes ago. So would that be, is that the last piece of the O'Reilly deal then? Yeah. 
to send Confer back home to yeah. Buffalo? Well, I guess technically, I think Nate Clarman. Yeah, he was the the pick. He ended up as, he ended was up a, as part yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The the four times removed piece of that trade. What? No. And Bowers and Bowers and Cal's ELCs have already started. But Shane Bowers is in the second year of his ELC. Yep. It's uh, that I feel like this comment might be a meme at this point. But anyway. We do have to take our second period break as we are sponsored by a list item that I have pulled up the wrong tab. So bear with me as we are sponsored by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee. You can get cold brew down at the DNVR bar. You can also check it out at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use that DNVR20 code you see down below to get 20% off. When you need some coffee to wake you up today has has clearly failed for myself. Strava Craft might be the way to go. Should have so, had some Capri Sun. I, apparently, geez, I don't <laughs> opening up that thing sure seemed like it woke you up. So <laughs> that's just what I need to do. I need to I need to strain my brain every morning that, to get going. That is the new alarm clock. All right, yeah, now, right. you have to open a Capri Sun without a, a straw. That's how you have to turn off your alarm from now on. Uh, Strava Craft Coffee may be a little bit easier to get yourself up and going. The CBD is non-psychoactive and has changed lives, been known to help with many different aches and pains. So go on over there and give it a try today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So Stahl may be a realistic target for the Avalanche. I, I do want to have a little bit of fun here. I do want to drift away from things that make sense for the Avs to things that maybe don't as much. We all said it at the start of the year, the second this contract was signed. Oh, God. Taylor Hall is going to be trade bait all over the place come this trade deadline. It's going to be the topic of the hockey world. Where is Taylor Hall going to go? Again, somehow we're going to have this conversation for months on end. So where is he going to go, AJ? What's it going to cost? Throw out your way too early prediction, YOLO. Um, I think he's going to go to Chicago, and they're going to bring Zadorov back, and then they're going to trade Stahl to Colorado for Comfer. Make they Buffalo will undone, again. <laughs> they will have undone the O'Reilly deal. <laughs> One hundred percent. Undo the O'Reilly deal. Go back. Yeah. That's where it all went wrong for them. I'm I'm completely good. I don't need Taylor Hall. Yeah, no, not no way the Evs can put him on the lineup and actually be able to afford it for yeah. for one year. It's I'm good. Unless Buffalo care. wants to retain half and it's one for one for Sod or something like. I don't really care where he goes because he's not going to go to Vegas or St. Louis. That's true. The direct so, competition for the Avs there. It's not. It doesn't make sense for him to go to any of the other teams in uh, out west, although it would be incredibly funny if Arizona traded for him as they pushed for the full oh playoff spot. To get him back to do it again. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. They're, I, they don't looking, have any picks, though. So I'm looking at teams that could maybe reasonably make it work to afford him. And of competitive teams, you're talking about Boston. Maybe if Carolina gets their stuff together. 
women get their stuff together. Carolina's been super good. No, I know, but they're they're tight on money, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I, well, and I think that 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 was probably the reason behind a couple of trades that they've made recently. Yeah, free things. They were it. they were looking ahead at some stuff, and they were like, "Hey, let's clear out some money." Yeah, because you remember, you fast forward two months from now, it, they don't have to fit four million; they have to fit like. Every day that cap hit gets a little cheaper. Yeah. And if, so Buffalo retains half on it and <clears throat> daily cap hit at that point. It's probably it's it's probably like two and a half million. Yep. So, you know, there's there are universes where where teams will fit this guy. Yeah. Maybe Florida goes YOLO and decides to drop him into their lineup. I mean, they've had such a hot start to the year. Yeah, apparently Carter Verhage is incredible. <laughs> Certainly making it work for him. I They also have a ton of wins with Bob in net though, and despite Bob being either hurt or actively bad. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean just goes to show you the team in front of you matters. He has an 884 and they're just fine. UC Soros has an 880 and they're a disaster in Nashville. True. Uh, that high-powered offense in Florida coming in handy, I guess. Yeah. We <laughs> um, keep winning six five games against Tampa Bay. Beat Tampa Bay. They've handed it to Chicago a whole bunch of times, but Dude, Chicago has been hot. Yeah, they they kind of figured it out down there. We were talking about them as maybe one of the worst teams in the league without Doc and and Taves, but turns out they're all right. Doing just fine. So, if not Taylor Hall, I, I, this this is probably a purely imagination conversation, AJ. But at what point does Buffalo reasonably have to look at moving on for Michael? Because well, they've been trying to go for it to make him happy to keep him right in Buffalo know, and. and thinking that at least the team's competing, but the team's not competing. <laughs> he's got five, he's under contract for five more years. Yep. So, I mean, isn't there a temptation if you're LA? Is there, is there I'm a knocking? Yeah. A, a Quentin Byfield, Jack Eichel temptation here. If Buffalo tries to reset it again in LA, yeah. if they if they decide to... right now today, yeah, and LA's got the huge prospect farm that they could just be like, hey, we're gonna give up some pieces to get a franchise center for the foreseeable yeah. future. And, that... Well, and he's signed for the next five years, so we can just you know, and and then they build they they build around you know, Kopitar drops down to their two C, Eichel's their one C. Yeah, I mean, this wouldn't that wouldn't that be the obvious answer for both teams involved? Because Buffalo could be like, okay, we want Byfield, and then we're gonna try and build, you know, pick pick a couple of their other prospects. Yep, whoever suits their fancy. Yeah, like who whoever kind of fits what they want. It definitely, man. I for me, I think that would be that would be fun. That's where I would go with it. You know, yeah. that way you're still you're they can kind of not reboot it, but you know, they're gonna have Dustin Brown and Jeff Carter coming off the books in a couple of years. 
Alex Iafalo is going to end up in Colorado at the trade deadline. And they're able to clear out all that money and they can just focus. They can build through Kopitar, Eichel, and then try and make whatever the hell they can out of Dowdy's deal. Yeah, and just try and put it together, round out, try and accelerate the rebuilding process, I guess, is what what acquiring Eichel would do. Yeah, it would kind of just be like, okay, now we're now we're ready to compete again. We're gonna let's just do this. Darlene has way less bargaining power than Eichel does right now. I see Cygnus asking in chat, why does everyone assume Eichel will ask to get out and Darlene won't? Yeah, because Rasmus Darlene's ELC ends this year. Yep. And he has four more years of RFA control by the organization. Yep. So Eichel's contract takes him to UFA. <clears throat> also, at some point, like Eichel's been there now for a while and at some point the organization is also going to say this this also isn't working right it's when when is the point where you have to recoup your assets you're a lot closer to that point with Eichel than you are with Darlene and I also other than the fact that Darlene was picked first overall the value's not there yet. Don't get me wrong. Darlene's a great player. He's going to get a lot better, too. But he's not had the true monster of a season that I think people are expecting from him yet. He has two 40-point years and 40 points in 59 games last year. is extremely strong. Don't get me wrong. But he's not the household name that Jack Eichel is in the hockey universe yet. Yeah. And well in this in this year in particular, he just hadn't been he hadn't been very good. Yeah, he's got what like four points and Yeah. He just he hasn't been there. Yep. It hasn't it hasn't been good for him. So a fun conversation. Uh for the record, I don't think Jack Eichel's going anywhere. Yeah, not for another year or two, but if they were looking to do it, this is this is about the time that I would start to entertain it, and L.A. is exactly where I would go. I would call them up and be like, okay, Eichel goes one way, Byfield comes this way. What else do we need to make this work? Yep. I, it's, trades like that don't really ever happen, but it would sure be fun if it did. I'll put it that way. I mean, arguably the last couple that have with higher caliber centers. I mean, Matthew Shane. Yep. I guess multiple times. Um, That's probably the closest you'd come. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly's deal. Like Pierre-Luc Dubois. Like these top centers. And those guys, those guys aren't even in Eichel's class Jack Eichel is a borderline top five center in the NHL yep it I agree it's it's he's a monster in in comparison it would be an absolutely massive blockbuster deal um but probably not one that's going to happen this year or at, or at all most likely but you never know Somewhere along the line, that could happen. Uh, looking through a couple of other teams, 
New York Rangers significantly underperforming what was expected. Uh, They're continuing to get nothing out of some prospects they were hoping to get a lot out of, including Lafreniere, who has one goal and just just one goal, rather, in 14 games, and that's it. It feels like two years ago, New York was the team that everyone said, this is how you do a speed rebuild. Well, and then they got the then they got the second overall, and then the first overall, and it's like, well, this is how it's done, man. Like you, you they made a couple of smart deals uh, to move money out to get rid of some guys to clear out some space. Uh, They bring in a high end free agent that absolutely wanted to be there, where it worked out. They kept their own guy in Kreider. You know, Zabanajad is going to be up for a huge deal pretty soon. They got some steps forward from young guys like Ryan Strom and Pavel Buchnevich. We could, it made a lot of sense. There was there were they made the big move for Jacob Truba. Yep. They've got they've got some young guys, some young defenders in Adam Fox and Keandre Miller. You know, Ryan Lindgren has turned into a completely serviceable NHL player. Like you know, they have they had the the top goalie prospect. They had Shesterkin. Gorgiev has been good. There had been good. He was intriguing. Like there's a reason. But then all of those guys have to come in and do the thing. They're just they're just in such a weird spot because what do they reasonably sell off? I guess Ryan Strom is the main target they'd probably be looking to move on from. Yeah. But other than that, their their roster is a whole bunch of young dudes. Or, you know, bottom six guys that really aren't going to have very much value generally, but yeah. And they've cleared out a lot of their bad money. Um, Mark yeah. Stahl's Mark Stahl's gone. Brendan Smith expires this year. They're going to get rid of Tony D'Angelo maybe someday. He's certainly not playing any more hockey. That's for sure. You know, the, the pain from the Kevin Shattenkirk buyout ends after this year, as does Lundquist. Like they clean out a lot of their bad money comes off the books. They're in a pretty good spot, but the problem, like Jacob Truba as the number one guy has been a bust. Yep. Truba has not worked out and it's been a total bust. Our Timmy Panarin is great. He's done what you want. He's lived up to everything. Mika Zabanajad took a big step forward as a as a top center. Yep. You know, but Artemi Panarin made Ryan Strome look like a really good NHL player. <laughs> now Ryan Strome is this year has kind of slowly turned back the clock to being the guy that the Islanders were like, well, he's just okay. Gonna... Yeah. And shockingly, they've gotten nothing out of Capo Cacown and Alexi Lafreniere. Yeah. It's been and bad. Look like Lafreniere destroyed the CHL for three years. It's, Destroyed when, the CHL. When you get the second overall pick and the first overall pick, and you see their first year in the league, both of them struggle with you, that's when you start to wonder. That's when people start to talk about what's going on here. Yeah, because, hey, Jack Hughes struggled last year too. But guess He's what? He's just fine this year. Jack Hughes <laughs> off to a great start this year. You know, Capo Caco, there were a lot of people. I mean, they were wrong, but there were a lot of people who liked Capo Caco over Jack Hughes. Myself included. I know. And 
had Colorado had that pick, it would have been a really interesting conversation. Yep. They would have gone with Hughes. I know they would have gone with Hughes, and they would have been right. But it to see his struggles so far is I'm there. It is. Yep. That's the that's the thing. Ryan hit the hit the nail on the head right there. It's, it's David Quinn. <laughs> yeah. uh, You saw it last year with Kako quite a bit where they just refused to play him in the top six, basically. Um, But it is what it is. I have plenty of faith that given time, Kako and Lafreniere will figure their games out and be good to great NHL players, if not even better than that. But it's not working in New York right now for their depth. It's great that they went out and bought Panarin. They have Kreider and Zibanejad, but they, as the Avs are a great example of the opposite team, one line can only bring you so far in an NHL season. You need an yeah. entire hockey team to really become a contender. I also I also think that there were a lot of people that wanted to crown Shesterkin with the Calder coming into this year, and... He's nope. just been all right. Yep. It's, it's almost uh, like the 10 games or so, whatever it was last year is like, eh. who's, who's I, your Calder winner right now? Is it, is it Kaprizov? Um, maybe. Let me, let me pull up a list here. I know this is a tangent. Because. I would I would have uh, Ty Smith really in that conversation as well. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Man, and just not to be that, just just a quick aside, but what could have been, right? Yep. Ty Smith with the Martin Cow pick. I, it hurt at the time because I loved Ty Smith. <laughs> would you add Ty Smith to this blue line? Does he really help you yeah, with what you need? A, Not a, really. Definitely a little bit of sameness with what the Avs have for sure. But but and, oh, Lank, yeah, Lankinen is a good. That's a good. Lankinen that's a good is answer. a good one. Yeah, that's true. He's probably certainly been the best rookie goalie. Goalie rookie goalies are weird because they could be like any age. But <laughs> rookie goaltenders are all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> But I guess Kaprizov isn't exactly a, a baby either. So yeah, Smith, Kaprizov, and Lankinen. Is that is that your three Calder boys right now? Yeah, sure. I I'm, suppose I'm, so. Like, you know, he's twenty four, but you have to think Pia Suter is in there as well. Yeah. Suter, uh, Norris over in Ottawa. Uh, yeah. Else. Eh. Maybe Stutzel's an outside shot. <clears throat> I guess also in Chicago, but Philip Kurashev. Yeah. Yeah. Just off to a good. These guys are off to like strong statistical starts. For sure. But, you know, ask again in 20 games and see who's kept it up for sure. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Peyton Jones called her bid. Let's go. <laughs> What uh, they need a trophy for most games backed up without actually playing an NHL hockey game 
right now. Yeah. Uh, right now, Adam Werner's got to fe- be feeling pretty good about that. I guess Miska Miska sat quite a few. No, he's played a game though. All right, he's he's gotten an NHL start this season. The Werner will probably get one not this weekend, but next. By the sound, the Arizona. Of- the yeah, Arizona, the Arizona back-to-back rescheduled series. Yeah, as it sounds like, certainly Francois isn't close. Yeah, Miska just got sent back today to the to the Myers or whatever. Yeah, the By- Byram would just need to start scoring. Like Byram chewing up big minutes and all, but if you don't have the if you don't have the counting numbers, then people won't give you credit. Yeah. He's got two points in ten games, and that's just not call their numbers like yeah also definitely for polos right you gotta shout out to nasa and jpl for landing on mars there you go let's go that's uh far cooler than anything we'll ever do on this podcast so go i mean that's badass that's a huge that's a huge accomplishment yep straight up this is step one to hockey on Mars in 300 years. So <laughs> we're gonna uh, look back and be like, "Remember when everybody was excited about the outdoor games? Yeah, <laughs> the out of space game. Yeah. Well, the, welcome to the uh, the Galaxy Classic or something. <laughs> it's actually, it's honestly, man, it's so cool that they landed on Mars. Like, you think about the advancements, right? And how like the, the space race was such a big deal during the cold war. And then it was just sort of like, all right, like we went to space and we landed on the moon a shitload of times. And like, what do we do from here? You know, and we kind of perfected it, perfected that we got it right. And then what now? And so then naturally it was like, all right, well, screw it. Let's figure out Mars. Next, and like it's happening, like yeah. maybe in our maybe in our lifetimes, this is a thing. You I know, think, the, I think we'll definitely see people on Mars in our lifetimes. You think so? I think that would be so cool, man. I think it'd be dope too. But like, we're joking about playing hockey on Mars, but like just landing on Mars is that's so cool. What an what an awesome accomplishment! Yep. Uh, you think how far away that is. How hard, like, I, I don't know. I'm blown away the more that I'm considering this. <laughs> Actually being reality. Yeah, well, and then and then the idea of, you know, someday maybe sending people, like, we have TV shows, and, like, The Martian was an incredible movie that I saw in theaters, like, 12 times. Like, I oh, my God, I saw it so many times. And, ah, uh, it was awesome. And they had that the show on Netflix last year about like going there and back and with uh, Hillary Swank and it was so good and uh anyway I'm all about it Mars rocks all right so there's the real takeaway from today's show Mars is dope Mar- we got to Mars and I can't open a Capri Sun <laughs> I am not the best of a, a best of our race so if you're listening NASA AJ's available. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to wrap up today's show. We may not be NASA, but, you know, we do some pretty cool hockey stuff on occasion. So be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. You can hit that notification bell if you want to see when we go live any time, day or night. We're live with the podcast at least five days a week. We'll be back with Free Skate Friday tomorrow. I don't know what our plan is. We'll figure it out. 
and then we'll be back for the post game show after the outdoor game. So should be uh should be a total blast. I'm looking forward to it. I will leave you guys with Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family-owned dentist in the Denver metro area. Allie still recovering from her uh, surgery to get her wisdom teeth removed, working in the background right now. She said they were absolutely great, despite how nasty her her wisdom teeth were at the end of the day. Green Mountain Dental Group is taking care of her. so I need to put poor Allie on blast. This is messed up. Hey, you know what? Stuff happens, all right? It's not her fault that her teeth are mean. She can't control them. It's true, but Green Mountain Dental Group was great. There you go. I'm struggling. (laughs) Allie struggling, Green Mountain Dental Group doing their best to help her out. When you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam, they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. So why not take care of your teeth and get yourself a free toothbrush? That's going to do it. Thank you once again. Oh, AJ's got Last thing. The Goaties tonight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Goaties. Goaties tonight, six o'clock. Um, I have a feeling the abs will be well represented amongst the winners. Yeah, they might. Uh, they might do all right in some of these. Going live premiere at six p.m. on this YouTube channel. There'll be a live chat and everything. Mm-hmm. Many come hang out. We yeah. will all be in the chat, kind of talking smack to each other. I will be shit talking Eric Weedham up and down the entire thing, uh, dominating that conversation because newcomer of the year. <laughs> That's the that's the award that we care the most about this year, newcomer of the year. So come see who won that one. There you go. Tune in. We'll see you there. Until then, have a good rest of your Thursday.